was a sun to rise every morning. Colors the sky with the shades of His glory. Wakes us with mercy and love. Jesus does. Who holds the orphan, comforts the widow, cries for injustice, feels every sorrow, carries the pain of his children. Jesus does. gentlemen that is what Jesus does that is what he does he is so amazing praise God praise Jesus that's what he does and he does it in the blink of an eye and that's what we actually named today's show in the blink of an eye Jesus does a lot of things but he can transform you 
from the inside out in the blink of an eye. Freedom Express Media said, thank God he saved me from who I was. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Are you telling the truth there? That's spitting facts. Thank God he saved me from who I was. Because who I was <laughs> was not somebody that um, was not somebody that you would have trusted for very long. I was in it for myself. So thank you guys. This is episode 150 right here on LFA TV. This is Rise Up, and I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, and I am so incredibly proud of what God has had us accomplish as a host, as an audience, as one family. Under the grace of God, I'm so proud of what we've accomplished on this show. Episode number 150, in the blink of an eye. What a fitting title for today's show. We got here in a blink of an eye. Our life here is a blink of an eye. And we were transformed to a new life in the blink of an eye. And we're going to be talking about that today. So please do me a favor. Rumble the video. Share the show. Share it with your friends and family. I know so many of you out there have been wanting to help your friends and family also be transformed in the blink of an eye. So the best way to do that is for you to take the link. Now we know that not everybody who's watching has a Rumble profile, so you can't like it. You can't talk in the live chat, but you can share it. Sharing is free, easy, quick, and it's done. We got a lot to cover today, so thank you again for being here as we are approaching 10 minutes past the hour. I want to read for you what I wrote in the description of the show. I said, everything happens in the blink of an eye. Your child can be abducted in the blink of an eye. If you don't believe me, watch The Sound of Freedom. Your life can flash before your eyes in a fiery car crash in the blink of an eye. Your career could be ended in the blink of an eye. But you can also be saved from hell in the blink of an eye. Jesus will come back in the blink of an eye, in the twinkle of an eye. Do you know how fast a blink of an eye is? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to unpack a lot more on this 150th episode of Rise Up. God bless you. Thank you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray in Jesus' name. God's only begotten Son and the only way and the truth and the life to God and to heaven. Let's do that now. Father God, good morning. Father Today, like every day, we aim to please you. 
Our only concern is whether you are looking down on us with a smile or a frown. Lord, we put all of our trust in you, God, to guide us to further the kingdom of heaven at your will. Will it be done? Please help us not be selfish enough to go off on our own to try to control today's situations. Lord, let us also be privy to the fact that everything, good and bad, can, does, and will happen in the blink of an eye. Let us be prepared. Let us be ready. Let us be always strapped up with the full armor of God. Let us have wisdom from heaven that can help us discern between taking the wrong or the right path. And Lord, help me be an instrument of heaven today and help me articulate your word to the people that are listening and watching so that whoever needs it today to be also transformed in the blink of an eye will accept it with open arms. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. We say amen. Blink of an eye. Episode number 150. Now what I'm, I'm going to do today is I'm going to go right to the verse to start the morning out, if you don't mind. Because I want to do... One of those things where I read you the verse. And then I read you the verse in context. The correct context. And I would like to ask God to bless RJ Cat. And I'd also like to ask God to bless Golby769, who said, I went to church last night for the first time in about 24 years. It was my old church growing up. I heard a song and it resonated, Seeking the Lost. That makes me want to cry. God bless you. And RJ Cat, good morning, rise up, 150 wonderful shows, donated $500. <laughs> Jeremy, please continue to pray or say a prayer for my friend Ben, who is waiting for the results of a biopsy. We will be praying for Ben. I will personally be praying for Ben. KC 2022, $150 for 150 shows. The kindness of, you, of the people that watch this show is unmatched. Now, I'm refreshing as well, and it says we only have two likes. So just make sure that your thumbs up is turned green. Don't worry about how many likes we have. Just make sure everybody does it, okay? Thank you all. You're too kind. Now, the verse of the day today is going to come from 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 54. So if we can just put that in the comment thread, please, I'll put that in there as well right now. 1 Corinthians 15, 
50 through 54. I just put that in the live chat thread so that you guys can copy and save that. However, I don't want to read verse 50 until I read the verses that precede that. So let's go and do that now. I'm going to start reading from 1 Corinthians 15.35. And when I get to 49, I'm going to stop. I'm going to break that down. And then we're going to get into the verse of the day that I picked for this very specific episode in the blink of an eye. Verse 35. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Eli, do you hear that? I'm going to say that again for you to hear as well. Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, many, many different things, but how I perceive that today is that sowing a life with God, sowing a relationship with Jesus is not made alive until your old self dies. You have to die. Your earthly way of living, your earthly perspective, your earthly soul. Because yes, your soul can be corrupted and become one of this earth. It has to die. And you have to allow it to die. And if you do, in the blink of an eye, you will be transformed. 1 Corinthians 15, 35, Rocky Salvations. That's where we're starting. And what you sow, you do not sow that the body shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. Verse 39. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another kind of flesh for animals, another kind of flesh for fish, and another kind of flesh for birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. This is God's spitting facts, folks. Celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. You are the host of both. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon. And another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So this is, let me break this part down for you. This is God saying, just as there's one flesh of man and one flesh of bird and one flesh of animal, there is one terrestrial body which you have right now, 
which you are a host of, and there's a celestial body that you will have one way or the other, good, the good route or the bad route. You will have a celestial body. You choose which one you want to have. So it's telling you, it's, differentiate, it's differentiating your celestial, your human life body and your celestial life body, both of which you will have. You have now and you will have in the future. But it's talking about the seeds that you sow that determine how your celestial and your terrestrial body will end up. Pretty incredible stuff. Let's move on. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Meaning that your earthly body is corrupt. Sin has corrupted everything. But when it is raised, it is incorruptible there's no corruption in your celestial body that is raised if you sow your terrestrial body in Jesus Christ's name it is sown in dishonor your body here but it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness your body here, but it is raised in power. It is sown in a natural body. It is raised in a spiritual body. There is a natural body. There is a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a living a life-giving spirit. Let me re- let me re- uh, let me say that again. The first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Who's the last Adam? Jesus. Amazing. Verse 46. However, the spiritual is not first. But the natural and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of earth made, of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven and was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. It's your choice. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. And it all happens in the blink of an eye. And I'm going to get to to verse 50 now that tells you all about that. Verse 50. And has this not been very clear, by the way? There's no confusion in what I just read to you. It is very clearly laid out from beginning to end. 
You'll have two bodies and you'll, you'll reap what you sow. And your celestial body will reap what you sow in your earthly terrestrial body. Making sense? Now, our final victory. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. It is saying, if you are a corrupted person, you're not going to inherit incorruption. Just like body, bone, and flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. That must be done in the spirit only. Sue Bird says, this gives me so much hope for the future. Me too. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of the eye at the last trumpet. What is the twinkle of a twinkling of an eye? A twinkling of an eye is the blink of an eye. A twinkle. Let me read that again. We shall not all sleep. Meaning we're all not going to stay dead. Where you go, that's a different story. We all, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must be put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has been put on incorruption and this mortal has been put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. But you do that today. You don't wait until then to do that. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Let me read for you what I wrote about this. How fast is the blink of an eye? The twinkling of an eye? Well, because of science, we know how fast it is. The blink of an eye happens in about one-third of a second. That is how fast you were transformed from being in your sins to letting go of your sins. One third of a second. Boom. Done. That quick. Boom. Done. Before I even do that. A blink of an eye is how fast God transformed you from the inside out to being a completely different person. Who can validate that? Because that's how much it happened to me. That's how quick it happened to me. (laughs) 
A blink of an eye is also how fast Jesus will come back on the day of the Lord. Think of that. You hear this loud trumpet, and before you can even blink, Jesus is there. And everybody will see him. The trumpet will sound, and before you can even blink, you'll see Jesus descending from heaven. That is not enough time to get right with God. At that moment, it's too late. Think of that. At that moment, it's too late. You won't have any warning. You won't have any time to respond. And the amazing thing about it is that it could happen while you're reading this right now. For you people out there that won't accept the Lord, that won't accept that Christ is king and that the Christ of the Bible is real, it could happen before I get done reading this. And guess what? It's over for you. That's it. Why wait? You have insurance on your home, right? You have insurance on your car, right? Most of you probably have health insurance of some kind, right? Why? Why do you have insurance? Why do you have house insurance? Why do you have health insurance? Why do you have car insurance? Can anybody tell me why? Like a good neighbor, Jesus is there. That's my insurance. You have it just in case something happens. Well, I can tell you this. There is no in case Jesus comes back. There is no in case Jesus comes back. He is coming back. If you knew you were definitely going to get into a car wreck, you just didn't know when, Wouldn't you make sure you had insurance? If you knew your house was going to burn down in your lifetime with your family there, you'd make sure you had house insurance. If you knew for a fact you were going to get cancer next week, you'd make sure you had some kind of health insurance. Why don't you have Jesus insurance? Because it is going to happen. Whether you believe it or not, it is going to happen. Thank you in God's hands. My dad will be 82 and he has not been baptized. He wants to know if I can do it here at the lake. I'm not ordained or anything. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's amazing, by the way. Let him know he doesn't have to be baptized to be saved. Let him know all he has to do is accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior today, and he's saved. But if he wants to be baptized, of course you can do it. You want to know why? Because Jesus sent the disciples out to do greater things than he. And as long as the Holy Spirit is in you, you can, or you can definitely baptize somebody in the name of God. Amen. You don't need to be a clergy. You don't need to be a priest. You don't need to be a pastor. Did anybody give John the Baptist his, uh, his uh, title, 
to do that? Did anybody give him the ability to do that? No, God gave him the ability to do that. Yes, you could do that. That makes me so happy. Of course you can. Tell him we love him. Tell him we love him. If a loved one can't baptize you, then who's qualified? We have the same authority. Amen. By the authority of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, in the presence of God, my Father, I baptize you a child of God. Amen. Of course you can do that. Amazing. He is coming back. So why don't you have the ultimate insurance and go ahead and welcome him into your heart today? Today? There's an old saying that a believer told to an atheist. And it goes a little something like this. If I'm wrong, says the believer to an atheist... If I'm wrong, no harm, no foul, and I spent my life helping others and spreading joy, no matter whose name it was in. But if I'm right, says the believer to the atheist, but if I'm right, you will never get the opportunity to apologize and have it fall on ears of help. You will burn in a fiery hell for eternity, and I won't be able to save you. Nobody will. Not even God. Nobody will. Not even God. Those same people that don't believe are the same people that have house, car, and health insurance. And I would ask them, how is it any different? However, you shouldn't welcome God into your life only out of fear of what will happen to you if you don't. God doesn't want to push you into a relationship with him by the threat of you dying and burning in hell. Fear of the Lord is only the beginning of wisdom. You will soon realize that you have never in your life had a relationship like this one and you will never, ever, ever want to let it go. Amen. I need a drink of coffee after that. Ladies and gentlemen, Rise Up Coffee is in full stock. You can get your very, very, very flavorful gourmet Rise Up Coffee, the Sumatra Gold, which is the dark roast, full rich dark bold flavor. Or you can get the American Pecan, which is what I'm drinking on because it's my favorite because I'm a light, medium roast kind of guy. Get your Rise Up Coffee today. Who wouldn't want this in their cupboard? Out of all the coffees you could have, rise up, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, God chick. It has to be genuine from the heart. Amen.
Amen. Folks, we have 1,300 people watching right now. I'll ask all of you, if you've not done so yet, to make sure that you like this video just by giving it a quick rumble and share. That would really, really, really help. Sumatra Gold is amazing. Wakes you up with one cup. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Jeremy, a twinkle is faster than a blink. Your eye twinkle is 100 times a second. Wow, that's incredible. Then in a twinkle of an eye. I put some caramel syrup in the pecan and it's bliss. Speaking of syrup, who says syrup and who says syrup? <laughs> also, if you use any other kind of syrup on your pancakes other than pure maple syrup, then you're not living life. If you use Aunt Jemima or some corn syrup or Mrs. Buttersworth, then you are not living life. And that's sacrilege in New England. If you use anything other than maple syrup, I can tell you that. If you go to somebody's house and they have pancakes or you go to a diner and you order pancakes and they give you corn syrup or Mrs. Butterworth or Aunt Jemima, you look at them like, what are you doing? I, I won't even have, I, I, I'm going to give you a chance to, to rectify that right now without even saying anything. It's maple syrup only, baby. It's maple syrup only. I know you can't get maple syrup everywhere, but up here, that's liquid gold, baby. <laughs> that's liquid gold. JL Jazz, I use pure Vermont maple syrup. There you go. New Hampshire syrup is better than Vermont, just saying, but they've branded it, so. I'm originally from Rhode Island, Jeremy. Maple syrup all the way. There's no, Exactly. You can't go back after that. Once you go that, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> syrup or syrup it's syrup <laughs> not syrup don't let anybody tell you any different okay all right uh <laughs> let's go to uh i'm sending my son some field of greens still so sick from the jab oh i'm sorry to hear that i'm so sorry to hear that l jacobs we only use real syrup that's right Maple syrup from the trees is very thin. Uh-uh. Not if it's made right. No, 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 no. You can get thicker grades. You can get thicker grades. Chris DL says maple syrup is the bomb. Syrup, LOL. Yeah, I know. Some people say it. Some people say it. Yeah, syrup is medicine. Syrup is exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's get into... Um, we're talking about a twinkle of an eye or a blink of an eye. How about fatherhood, motherhood, parenthood? How many of you have children that are already gone? Twinkle of an eye, blink of an eye. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, two, Second Peter 3, 8. Again, 2 Peter 3, 8. Time flies when you're a dad. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved. That with the Lord, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Because there's no time with God. I love how people try to say, well, maybe the seven days that God created the earth is actually millions of years, because one day is like a thousand years. No. And they try to use that verse to try to validate that or justify them saying that. Don't listen to that crap either. One day is one day in the Bible. But with God residing and dwelling outside of time, that's what they mean by that. It's easy to lose track of time when every day is petty, uh, is pretty much 
the same as the day before. A good dad watches the calendar and knows that his time as a dad while the kids are at home is limited and he must make the most of these short years. Fleeting years. Lord, time flies. It seems only yesterday we got the news that a baby was on the way and now we are a family and the kids are grown up so fast which eat, with each year seemingly passing quicker than the year before. Amen. It sure does. This just makes me all the more eager to make sure that I do the dad thing right. I have only a few short years, really. This is page 49, by the way. Page 49. I pray you'll be the guardian of my time. Help me make the most of each week. Help me redeem the passing time. Remind me to slow my life down and not be in such a rush, lest I overlook important events as the kids growing up. Never let me say I wish I'd had more time with the kids, Lord. Never, never, never. Make the most of it. Make the most of it. Our triplets are 26, says Amy. My empty nest came in the blink of an eye. Let them be little. Let them be little. They are a blessing, aren't they? In more ways than, than we ever, ever know until they're gone. And then we go, wow. I guess that's that old saying, you never realize what you have until you lost it. Let's not be those people. That's what we're asking, Lord. Lord, let us not be those people. Jeremy, please give my sister Nancy a shout out. It's her birthday today. You met her when we saw at the Trump rally. That never happened. Thanks. Nancy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nancy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nancy. I love you. More than you know. More than you know. I've got a video for you. Who wants to see a video? Fireman says, my daughter's getting married in August. How? Oh, man. I always think about the day my daughter gets married. My daughter, Shaylin, my firstborn. Hmm. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I got a video to show you. Who is Jesus to you? Before I show you the video, let's bring up the the, uh, the the Rise Up Live chat. My question to you is, who is Jesus to you? Let's see what the answers are. Rise Up Live chat. Who is Jesus to you? My everything. Everything. My all. Everything. My life. My father. Jesus is my life. Well, remember, Jesus isn't our father. God is our father. Even though they're three in one, they are very two separate beings as well. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. Nothing else matters. Everything. Jesus is my Lord. He's my savior. He's my everything. He's my savior. Jeremy, have you considered that letter from the man from prison? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I'm, and I'm writing him back, and I know exactly what I'm going to say. I'll read it to you when, I, uh, when I'm finished. 
Well, let's see what Jesus, let's see what this man says. Who Jesus is to him when he was asked. Roll the clip. Aaron, who is Jesus to you? Ah, I knew that was coming. Colossians 3, 4, Christ is my life. He is my life. Um, He's my master. He's not just my savior, but he is my Lord. So whatever he says I do, he's my heartbeat, the reason why I'm here, the reason why I live, my joy, my peace, my ambition, the reason why I get up and go and, and serious about doing what he called me to do. He's truly my redeemer, like in every area of my life, when it comes down to my life, my wife, the things I get to do for him, whatever it's business or whatever it is, I get to do it all for him. So he's everything, everything. And Aaron, who is Jesus to you? Sound about right? You guys all pretty much said the exact same thing. He's my everything. He's why I get up. He's why I go to work. He's why I'm nice to people. He's why I'm helpful. He's why I'm a father. He's why I'm a mother. He's why I'm a brother. He's why I'm a sister. He's why I breathe. He's why I live. He's everything. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is everything. And yes, we do pray for him to come back right now. No matter who in our life is saved and who's not. That is not your job. Your job is to plant seeds and do the best you can and move on. It is their job to accept Jesus or not to accept Jesus. You're to pray for Jesus to come back now. It's not your job to save. It's your job to plant. It's God's job to water. It's God's job to save. Reet says to me, Jesus is not only my savior, but my best friend. I am never alone. Now remember, Jesus is not the father. He is, as in three and one, Jesus God, the Holy Spirit, three in one, but he is not your father. God in heaven, Yahweh, is your father. Jesus is the only begotten son and the only way to the father. And the Holy Spirit is your guide. But God is your father. Jesus is your savior and your companion and your everything. The Holy Spirit is your GPS. I see people make that mistake, and I used to make that too. I know it's hard to understand for a newbie, but it's very, very important that you understand that. And there's no better verse that explains that than when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and he is, or the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, I can't, I can hardly say that right. And he says, Lord, please take this cup from me. Let your will be done, not mine. We go through Jesus and to Jesus to be one with God. And I need you to understand that. Need you to understand that. I don't think that's a sinful mistake that's going to make you, you know, Reject God, but you, you, it is very, 
Very imperative that you know that. And CQ says it right. And do not pray to Mary. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Do not pray to Mary. Don't do that. Gestemony. Yes, that's right. Gestemony. I got it right. Thank you very much. God moments for men. And I guess, you know, if you're a woman watching, you can replace it for the, for the word woman, unless we're talking about gender roles here, in God's eyes anyway. What is faith? If you're going to be transformed in the blink of an eye, you better know what faith is. What is faith? Belief? Nah, it's better than belief. I can believe in something, but if I have faith in something, that's a different thing. Believing in something, I believe in a lot of things, but I don't have full trust in all those things. Faith is action. It is action for God. It is action for the kingdom of heaven. It is the very action of letting it all go even. Faith is action. 100%. Let's talk about it. Hebrews eleven thirty two through 34. I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, and took the promise for themselves. By what of faith? Action. Most of us think the word faith is a noun. As in my faith. It's not that this is entirely wrong. It's just that it often is misleading. Faith, like love, is a verb. It isn't something that we can box up or put on a base and display it on a shelf. Likewise, faith isn't a surge of an intense feeling, like a conviction on steroids. Though it sometimes comes on urgently, even in that moment, faith isn't the urge. It's what is trying to come out. Faith is something that we can make manifest only by action. Only by action. Before it gets implemented, it is only an invitation to faith, an on-ramp, a stirring to bring it forth into expression. It sounds like semantics, I know, but in application, it's worlds apart. Do you know the saying, put your money where your mouth is? That's faith in a nutshell. Put your money where your mouth is. That's faith in a nutshell, biblically speaking. Fifteen hundred people watching live here on Rise Up, episode number one fifty, in the blink of an eye, in a twinkle of an eye. The fact of the matter is, folks, Jesus is life, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth. 
God is real. Yahweh created everything that you know and everything that you don't know. He will reveal to you everything that you don't know so that you have all the wisdom of heaven. Faith is action. And everything that is ever done under the sun happens in the blink of an eye, even raising kids for 18 years. Faith is action. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I think I had another video here to show you before we uh, close out with good music today. And um, see if I can find this. Give me a second here. By the way, I have not been able to get that song out of my head. Come, Jesus, come. Have you? Sometimes I fall down on my knees. Come, Jesus, come. Oh, I just, that song, I can't get it out of my head. Absolutely incredible. Oh, I think this is it right here. Now, this doesn't have much to do with what we were talking about today, but I just, I, before these videos that I saved to show you get lost, I want to show them to you, okay? All right, put my headphones on here so I can hear this. All right, here we go. It was evidence for a transcendent realm that was beyond our understanding. Why didn't he perform any miracles, which would have been miracles of, all the miracles seemed grounded in the, in the time. You know, he turned water into wine, but he never explained that everything in the universe was attracted to everything else. He never revealed any of the true, like, elegance of the universe. He just kind of uh-huh. performed very grounded miracles that people of the time yeah. would find amazing, but nothing that would truly be amazing, if you know what I mean? What? Well, I don't see any reason to think that Jesus of Nazareth should have been a natural scientist. Uh, <laughs> he was a Jew, and we need to recover the genuine portrait of this first century Palestinian Jewish man. And the miracles that he performed were part of a Jewish context. Uh, They were signs of the inbreaking of God's kingdom and the kind of physical healing and exorcisms, demonic exorcisms that he did, were symbolic of the the moral and spiritual healing that his message brought. So the miracles were not just sort of showpieces or wonders, they were visible demonstrations of the advent of God's kingdom in his own person. Amen. Amen. Jesus performed his miracles, and that was evidence for... So what he's saying is, this guy's saying, like, why didn't Jesus talk about the things that Einstein talked about? Like the theory of relativity, like gravity, like scientific stuff. And this guy said, because Jesus wasn't a natural scientist. He was a Jew performing the miracles that he performed as... Uh, a display of evidence that he was um, fulfilling scripture of Old Testament. Jesus could have done anything he wanted, but he was fulfilling scripture and doing it on display. Everything Jesus did was to fulfill scripture of the Old Testament, of the prophets, the prophecies, of uh, of everything that God inspired people to write. Jesus just didn't do things to do them. He didn't say, I think I'll resurrect, uh, you know, Lazarus today because, yeah, I feel like it. I think, I'll, uh, I think I'll heal this blind man just because I feel like it. No, he did everything out of God's will. He did everything that God wanted him to do and nothing that he might have wanted to do because that's who Jesus was. And everything he did was on display to, to fulfill 
prophecy, not to please people. If that makes sense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode 150. I'm, I'm ending a little early with music because this is a seven-minute song by Brandon Lake and Thomas Rhett talking to Jesus live from Ryman. And I just think this is such a powerful song. I think you should all hear it. So we conclude episode 150 with a beautiful song. Sean Farish Ungoverned comes up next. We're going to end the show with the song. I urge you to stay. It's going to be powerful. You may even cry. I love you more than ever. God loves you. God blesses you. And do not be caught in the blink of an eye without loving Jesus. Thank you. Grandma used to pray out loud By your bed every night Me it sounded like mumbling Like she was out of mind She said, boy, this kind of praying Is what saved my life You ought to try it sometime now I know she was right She was talking to Jesus She was talking to Jesus She'd been talking to Jesus For all of her life Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Jackie pants and a polo shirt Y'all know I put up a fight She said, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life Yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Got me talking to Jesus. Yeah, my mama was right. Come on, y'all. Now I'm talking to Jesus. You can sing it with us. Come on. Yeah, I love talking to Jesus. Come on, you can sing it. And I'll be talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. That's right. Come on. You know you want to sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus I've got three of my own now Trying to raise them upright My oldest is 15 I remember what that was like Trying to deal with the drama Trying to figure out the questions in life And I've been looking for a way to show him How to make it alright yeah. Then he walked in my room I was saying my prayers the other night Let's go, come on He said I'll come back later I can tell you've got a lot on your mind I said it's not an eruption, no, no 